Hey friends, welcome to the Live Your Freaking Life podcast. I'm your host, Christine. And I'm your other host, Selena. We are two BFFs and life coaches who talk about the science of happiness and well-being to help you live your freaking life. And today we're talking about feelings. Yeah, I'm not sure if I'm here for this. I freaking hate feelings. Like, can we just not? Honestly, when I said to you last night, what are we talking about? What are we talking about tomorrow? And you were like, it's how we feel. I, my first thought was there is no way I suggested that one as a topic no. that had to have been you. No, I think it was you. I don't think it was me. No, I definitely think it was you. I don't know what was wrong with me in the moment having a mini stroke or something. I know. I don't, it was. Yeah. Yeah. But here we are. Uh, yeah. Here we are. We're like we're in it. it now. We're talking about <laughs> how we are feeling. And I feel like the feelings wheel is going to come up and we're going to talk about, uh, yeah, we did a whole like series on emotions. We did. Right. Mm -hmm. And that was so good. And that was based on Brene Brown's work. It was right. And the limited, um, the, the limits of the English language. Yes. Um, we've got like mad, happy, sad, right. And what's like mad, happy, mad, I don't know. I think maybe it was just those three. Yeah. Like the common emotions. Yeah. They're like, there's so many more. And if you want to hear that episode, just go back. It's, it's in season one, um, where we're talking about Atlas of the heart, which is Brene, Brene Brown's book. That's where we really dive into that. And there's a couple episodes there with that. Yeah. Yeah. But we talked about the importance of sitting with our feelings and doing all that, which as a seven on the Enneagram, I don't do pain. Yeah. Like, Happy's great, but I will say, and we'll talk about this, but over the years I've been learning, it's important to sit with our emotions. So that's what we're going to talk about today. But before we do that, let's talk about how was your weekend? Fun stuff. Yeah. How was your weekend? My weekend was good. Um, we had a fun wedding. So, um, we, one of our former staff members at the bagel bar got married. It's nice. This little fairy tale couple. They're just adorable. Um, so we went to their wedding, Jimmy and Kate and Jim and I, and we actually had a really good time. Nice. Yeah. Jimmy and Jim are both like extremely introverted people and yeah. don't like crowds and all of the things, but we, um, we had a great time. Jim and I danced. Oh, so fun. That's, That's pretty much the only time we danced. Yeah. Is like when we're forced to because yeah yeah so it was like all the married couples come out on the dance mm-hmm. floor and, and what so are you gonna do? I was like come on he he willingly went he didn't even resist not even a little so I was like oh it was really sweet um yeah it was at the Iron Spire complex have you I've never heard of it in no. Adamstown no and I was there earlier that day antiquing like I know you hate that. okay I hate antiquing I do not want somebody's old junk that mm. they didn't even want anymore. Well, shut up because that's called vintage and I no, love it. I'm not here for it. Okay. I don't care. <laughs> I'm so happy. I, I love that journey for you. <laughs> I love repurposing things. And that's, I'm in this process. I'm trying to find like a really cool furniture piece yeah. for an kitchen island. Um, and we'll get into that when we talk about feelings. Cause I've got some feelings about moving and oh, yeah, but you do all that good stuff. Um, so that was, uh, yeah, that was, that was pretty much, that was your weekend. That was the highlight of my weekend for yeah. sure. How about yours? Yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot. So my daughter graduated on 
Friday. Congratulations. It was fun, but it was a lot. Like that day, I felt like I was running around like a chicken with its head cut off. Like I just had so many things that I had to do to get ready for all the things. And it just, it, yeah. So it was a lot. I was exhausted. Now that said, all the things that our school district did to celebrate the graduates and our seniors was just incredible. Incredible. It really, really was. Troutman and team at Wilson. Yeah. It it really like it's mind blowing. It was really special. Like the parade was so fun. Hmm. So fun. I did not I mean, I didn't think it was going to suck, but I didn't think it was going to be like, yeah, what it was. And it was, it was just so fun. Cassie saw so many of her old teachers standing along the route together and, oh, she loved it. Um, So yeah, we had a blast at the parade and then the graduation ceremony. Listen, it was like scattered thunderstorms at that time. Right. And even during the parade, like the sky is black in areas black, like the the sky is going to open and just drown us all and windy as all get out. Like it just, it was like, we are not going to survive this. And as we parked and we were walking into the stadium where they do the graduation, the, um, I don't know if it was the principal or who it was, but he, he was like, if you all could hustle in, we need to start this in like five minutes, which was early. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because we didn't know if we were going to make it before the rain like just took us out so it drizzled a couple of times during the ceremony but Hmm. for the most part it was dry which is a miracle if you had seen the radar which we were tracking very closely and this guy at that time so we were Mm. all very thankful for that but yeah the graduation ceremony was um okay can I just be honest it wasn't the most fun part okay there's over 500 kids in her class that's a long time they're reading every freaking name Mm. I I can't like and I felt bad I remember that Mm. I actually felt bad for the kids whose names were like in the m's you know like the middle of the alphabet because people start getting restless yeah they're done and so now people are having full voice full-fledged conversations in the bleachers they're still announcing names and and while I you know part of me is like that's really rude part of me also yeah. Like I get it. We've been sitting here for hours now. Right. So that was a little rough. And I think about the classes coming up that are bigger, mm. that are bigger. And I'm thinking y'all are going to have to figure something else. Because, oh my gosh. There's a lot of names. So anyway, but it was really cool to see, you know, to see and cheer for her and, and her friends. And that was really cool. And they did fireworks. They're amazing. They're fireworks. so good. They're not lame fireworks. No, no. I no. have a perfect view from my house. Yeah. It's, it's full fledged yeah. fireworks. It was really, really cool. Um, and then we were down on the field with her afterwards and taking pictures and all that fun stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was, it was, it was fun. We got home probably 1030. I was exhausted, mm-hmm. exhausted. She was exhausted. So we all slept in um, on Saturday and we did some running around Saturday, had fun. And then yesterday was just beautiful. It was beautiful because we slept in a little and Frank and I decided, okay, we're going to be a little productive and then pool time and then a little productive and then pool time. And that is exactly what we did. Nice. And the weather was gorgeous. So yeah, I was in the pool this weekend. I was in one of the days last week too. Like it's just barely warm enough for me to tolerate it right now. Yeah. So it's, um, 
it's been very full and very tiring to be honest, Mm -hmm. but great at Mm -hmm. the same time. Like, yeah, yeah. It's weird. It's weird. It is. It's a, yeah. Well, we'll, we'll talk about that. Let's hold. Cause I, I have questions. You've questions. I have questions about okay. the feelings around graduating. You're, you just graduated your last. Yeah. Child. I did. Well, do you want to dive in? Well, no, not yet. Okay. What? I want to talk about Ted Lasso first, because now I know I finally caught up. I watched the finale. Yep. And it gives me all, like, I have all the feelings. First, I have all the feelings. Okay. Very can, hard, very big wait. feelings about the fact that it's the last. Can we just give spoilers and just say spoiler alert? Oh yeah, do it. Like, if you don't want to hear spoilers about the Ted Lasso finale, just skip, hit that 30 second forward button yeah. a couple of times. Um, because I can't not talk about no some of the things. And if by now you haven't watched it, what are you doing with your life? What are you doing? Because let me tell you something. I don't know what I'm going to do with mine now. Yeah. Jim and I keep saying that. Like it really was you. You said to me years ago before I started watching it, you kept saying, you've got to watch Ted Lasso. You've got to watch Ted Lasso. And I was like, okay, fine, whatever. I didn't have Apple Plus, And I was like, I don't want to pay for one more subscription. I know. And then I realized, wait, I just bought an Apple product. Finally, it took me months to realize I just bought a computer. Mm-hmm. So you get Apple Plus for free for a year when you do that. And so then, but then the problem was you said to me, Christine, I'm telling you right now, Ted Lasso is going to restore your hope and humanity. It's true. And I was like, you just said the bar so freaking yep. high. I no. said what I said. I hate when people do that because it's always a disappointment. Okay. But do I have a tendency to exaggerate expectations like that? No. Okay. True. However, it exceeded. Yes. Right. Exceeded that. I, like beyond. And when my husband best show on television yeah and he is like and mine too so sad yep that it's over I'm like oh and yeah I am so sad yeah and we said that same thing like now what are we gonna do now what are we because gonna it do? was like Ted Lasso was like what you looked forward to to like it's just oh. this like hour of uplifting yes and you always end an episode feeling good always yes yeah it wasn't always uplifting, right? Like there were, no. you watch these characters go through some really difficult things and transformations. Oh, no, no question. But it, but also in that you as the viewer always left it feeling better than when you went into it, yes. regardless of the difficulties. Better because and it shared, it shared humanity on a level that a lot of other shows have not yeah. done that. It's so true. The level of vulnerability and gosh, that's just the word, right? Like when, especially for men. Oh my gosh, right? yes. Seeing yes. men become so vulnerable was just beautiful. It was. I, I said to Frank, and I've said it before, but I said to Frank again, watching the finale, I have never seen an Enneagram 8 so perfectly portrayed Mm. as they do with Roy Kent. Yes. Like Roy Kent is like my male twin. Mm. He really is. Mm -hmm. Like I just, every time we watch it, somebody laughs because it's like, oh yeah, mom, you totally would have said that. Mm. (laughs) You totally would have done that. You know, he's just the epitome of an Enneagram eight. And I just, I love watching that. Mm. It's so amazing. And when you say perfectly portrayed, 
Say more about that. Well, he's super gruff, first of all, super gruff, crunchy on the outside, right? Yeah. He walks around and growls at people, which let me just tell you, I freaking love it. <laughs> hey, it's literally like what you're doing in your head all the time. <laughs> well, and I don't, not just in my head. If you catch me in the morning, mm. I'm straight up growling. Mm-hmm. If you try, if you're trying to talk to me <laughs> before I've had my coffee, I'm going to growl. Like, it's mm. just like, don't do it. And people who know me know, don't do it. I called you yesterday morning. You and did. Like, and you are you very lucky had I answered. Your coffee yet. Mm-hmm. You weren't, you didn't growl at me. I didn't growl at you. And the fact that you answered the phone was, I felt loved. You should have, because <laughs> often I don't. <laughs> like, no, not doing this. Nope. Not ready. Not emotionally ready. But anyway, yeah. So he's got this super crunchy, gruff exterior, Yeah, but he's super loving Mm-hmm. underneath all of that mm-hmm. and when you get to see it mm-hmm. it is one of the most beautiful things you will ever get to see mm-hmm. but us eights we don't we don't bring that out often and we don't bring it out for just anybody mm-hmm. and so to see him and he swears a lot yeah. I'm like I just he swears a lot and I just friggin' love it but I, I can't I just his use of expletives is like art. Like we've talked about that. It is like art. Yeah. I absolutely love him mm-hmm. with my whole being. <laughs> I can't help it. Yeah. It reminds me, I say it all the time. Like my son, Jordan, he, he uses profanity in a Shakespearean way. Yes. Like, and that's where I can't, like, I just, oh my gosh, it's amazing. It's so funny. <laughs> it's amazing. So yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I, it was, it's just been really cool for me to be able to turn on the television every week Mm -hmm. and see somebody Mm -hmm. who emotionally processes in a very similar way to how I do. Yeah. Um, And to normalize that Mm. felt really good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And to see the loyal side. Oh my gosh. Eights are fiercely loyal. Yeah. I mean, like I could hate your guts, but if you're one of my people, you're one of my people. So here we go. Yeah. You know, so it's just, yeah, it's just a whole thing. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and and last episode you talked about the finale and you couldn't say it because I hadn't watched it yet about you're like, I knew it was going to happen. Okay, which one do you think it was? Rebecca. Oh my gosh, I freaking called it. And the boy. I called it. That dude from Amsterdam, my word. During that episode, I said to Frank, when the episode where she met him mm-hmm. happened, which I loved that freaking episode. Yes, that was one of the best. But when that episode ha- came on, I said to Frank, she's going to end up with him because that psychic told her she was going to have a kid and she got really mad at her because she was older and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And I was like, no, Frank, he has a kid. We saw, she looked in a little girl's bedroom when she was on his boat. Oh, he has a daughter. I forgot. He's it. Yeah, no, I did not. I'm like, he's it. That's going to be it. He's going to come back in the end and they are going to be together. I am telling you right now. Oh. And there he was last scene. Oh my gosh. Oh. I didn't make the connection with the kid until you just yep. said that, but I totally, I was like, there's no way they put that oh. encounter. No way. Unbelievable. Gazellic. Encounter. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then I, for it not to come back, wrap back around. And when oh. he showed up <laughs> on that scene, picking up whatever it was that she had dropped. I yelled very loud. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
too. I squealed. I didn't yell. I squealed. I was so excited. Okay, there. but can we talk about Keely for a second? Yes. She ends up with no one. That was crazy. But they it? both walk out the door. I was like, oh, she's like, oh, so I get to choose. Oh, that was precious. That was amazing. Yeah. And that there was so they good. went. And yeah. And here's the thing. I loved her with Roy. I really did. I did too. I didn't love her as much with Jamie, though Jamie, what they did with his character his this transformation. Season, word. The writers of that show. They're brilliant. So freaking brilliant. Yes. The way that he went from being a complete a-hole. Yes. To being like, yeah, villain to hero. Yes. Yes. It was beautiful to watch. And to watch him and Roy become friends was just oh. oh my gosh it was amazing it was amazing okay speaking of that like them becoming friends how about the scene with um nathan and oh beard. and beard and beard, beard oh my gosh what in again that? restoring your hope right so right you we got to watch jamie go from a-hole to hero and and then we got to watch nathan go from being like this Sweet, sweet, die. sweet little whatever to a-hole back to like oh my gosh but to watch the forgiveness oh my word that scene where beard shows up at nathan's door and just gives this full speech because beard doesn't talk that often mm -hmm. now when he does it is perfection yes. every time and I mean, it's like one or two words yeah and it's either hysterical or profound yeah, but yeah. i freaking love oh that character gosh, so yes. much but when he just divulges his whole story, because here's the thing, you don't really know much about Beard. Mm -hmm. You don't know about his background. It's true. You don't even know what his real first name is until the last like five minutes mm -hmm. of the last episode, mm -hmm. which was amazing. Mm -hmm. um, but to hear his speech, like to honor Ted, I'm going to forgive you. Mm -hmm. Oh my word. Just I me have been forgiven. And so therefore I will forgive you. Like just <gasps> kill me. And then when like, Oh, I know. I was like, oh my gosh. I know. And it was almost like for me, Beard gave him what his father never did. Oh, yes. Right? In yes. that moment. We watched Absolutely. Nathan try to get his dad's approval. Yes. Yeah. Just dead. Say one good thing. Like, yeah. see me and like approve of me. And it just didn't happen, didn't happen, didn't happen, didn't happen. And now here's Beard steps in and he's yeah. like, dude. We're amazing. Good. He holds him, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, that was like the hug he wanted from his dad all right, his life." Right. It reminded me of the episode. Um, I don't think it was this season; it was the season before, where Jamie has the altercation with his dad in front of the whole team in the locker room, mm -hmm. and when it was over, Roy just marches right up to him yes. and hugs him, and Jamie just loses it. Mm -hmm. It reminded me very, very much of that. Oh it was gosh. just so. Yes. It's like one of those moments where it's not just a hug. It's cathartic for the person receiving it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Amazing. Yes. Amazing. It's like one of those moments that you'll never, we all, we've all had them, right? Like one of those moments you will never, ever forget. Yes. And that, I think it, that's what this show did. It like, for me personally, it like brought me back to some moments in my life where I was like, oh my gosh, I've experienced that or I've felt that mm. or like or even sometimes I need that yeah in my yeah. life oh my gosh I know okay wait so you made me think of something else when you're talking about Nate Nathan oh um Jamie's dad right <gasps> I'm like okay is he in 
a prison or a rehab, but he's in something. It seemed like rehab. Seemed like me. a rehab with the ending scene. Yeah. Yes. So his dad's in rehab. That explained why he wasn't at his last game. Right. At the right. game. Um, and but also there was like for me, I was like, is he dead? Well, yeah. Right. The okay, but was- also that last game. Okay. <laughs> Here, okay. Mm. Hear me clearly. Mm-hmm. I don't give two shits about sports. <laughs> I don't care what sport it is. <laughs> I don't. I don't give two. I don't give one. No shits to give about any sport whatsoever. When my kids played sports, I was like, well, here we are. Mm-hmm. I go sports ball. <laughs> I, I don't know. So, I try. But, but that game, mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm sitting at home yelling and cheering like it's an actual game. Happening. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> it was so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, when um, Ted Lasso like saw that there was the um, there was that moment where it was offsides, and he was able to see that and call, it was like, oh my gosh, full circle moment. Yeah, being like someone that knew nothing about right? football, right? Quote unquote. Um, to being able to see that call, and that was like a big turning point. It was in the game, and yeah, that was that was, was very so very cool. Oh my gosh, the scene where the coach from the other team gets pushed by oh my oh man gosh. don't you just want to like talk about him mm. what's his name i know rebecca's, i just forgot it rebecca's ex-husband oh my gosh oh my gosh thinking, what is his name i keep thinking of sassy when she looked at him and said every time i every day i think about you every day or think about you dying every day or something like that you remember that <laughs> okay sassy is the best best friend first of all yes she is. i love that love sassy so much yeah love sassy what the heck is his name uh Mannion. Um uh, right. Rupert. Rupert, Rupert. Mannion. Yes, yes. Because yes. oh, he's supposed Rupert. to be like Rupert Murdoch. Oh not saying that out loud, but he really is. Oh, That's who he's modeled gosh. after. Um, who's the owner of Fox. But yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. You know who Rupert Murdoch is? Yeah. He's... I didn't know he was supposed to be modeled. Oh after. yeah. Yeah. He's pretty much a human piece of crap. But oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> but yeah, modeled after him. But yes, Rupert, oh, he's the worst. He's the worst of the worst. And I loved seeing him have a tantrum in front of the entire stadium. That was amazing. Was. Well, first, it was good watching him get caught for being. Oh, sexual harassment. The, Absolutely. Yeah, misogynist that he is. Yes. And yeah, yeah. And then that goes public, which was awesome. Yes. And then when he loses his mind on the field and pushes his own coach to the ground. Yeah. But how funny when that happens. And then we like. And then the crowd starts chanting. Well, yes. But then when the coach falls on the ground, we get to see his junk. Oh, my gosh. It was clearly. I mean, they blurred it. Blurred it out. Thank God. Because nobody wants to see that. But that's what that guy was famous for. It was hysterical. It's really nuts. funny. But then, and then watching like Ted look over at him, like, dude, I'm so sorry that yeah. happened. You know, it was just beautiful. Yeah. And then watching him, yeah, they're chanting and he basically gets booed off the yeah, stage. Off the field. And that's the, amazing. Like that, again, full circle moment because when Ted first came oh, on yeah, the that field, used they to be were him. wanker, 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 wanker. And now they were doing it. So- I know. It was beautiful. Oh. Beautiful full circle moment. Vindication. And when the two women showed up at Rebecca's house, and like, I want to, I wish I, they would yeah. have showed that scene, what that was like. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I know we didn't get any of the behind the scenes on that. That was like the me too. 
oh my gosh you know what I mean well and it reminded me of succession so in the second to last episode of succession this season at the funeral all of um what's his Logan's all of Logan's wives and mistresses banded together and sat together in the front row of his funeral oh oh it was a beautiful moment a beautiful moment so it reminded me very much of that okay yeah it was amazing all right what else is there anything else i don't know but i don't know what else to say it just and i will be honest i i think i actually like the second to last episode more me too than the last one totally yeah i can't remember why though can you I wonder if it's because I had, I, I wouldn't say this, the final episode was a letdown because there was so no. much closure and yeah. it was like everything wrapped up in a bow that also still left a little room for maybe there could be another season. Yes. For sure. Um, But, you know, I think, I don't know. I think I just expect it more. I expected to really ball my eyes out on the final episode. Yeah. I think I, I cried. I cried at the one before that episode. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm trying to remember why too. I, I think I remember the second to last episode feeling like, oh, this was so good. And so therefore then the last episode is going to be even better. Yeah. And it was just better in different ways. Yes. But not as emotional as I think I, I would was agree. anticipating. I would agree. And I think it probably wasn't as emotional because they had so many ends to tie up. Yeah. Like they really had to True. tie up for almost every character. Gosh. Yeah. How about the scene where it was, I, I wonder what you, I, I was wondering what you were thinking when it was the scene where Rebecca's in her kitchen and Ted comes walking out of the bedroom. I knew there was no way they hooked up. Okay. I never for a second did I think they hooked up. Now I know that's what they were trying to get you to think. Right. That was, um, that was a good, like, but when Beard walks in, oh, in his thong, yes, and sits on her counter. <laughs> oh my gosh, I was dying. I was like, I do not need to see this. I do not need to no, see this. It was not pretty. Not pretty. On the counter, right? And she, like, she went with it. I was she like, did. dude, what's it gonna do? I mean, it's already there. Like, like, no, get off my counter and get off the Clorox right now and clean that up and you go get some clothes on. Yeah, I, I don't, I, I, I hope to never be in that position where I have to figure out what to do. Yeah. But yeah, that was hysterical. And no, they did not trick me. I did not think, oh my yeah, gosh. I don't, I don't yeah. think it's it either. It was one of those, like, I think what for me, I was like, if that happens, I'm going to be so disappointed with the writers. Oh, yeah. Because it's just cheap. Yeah. 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 And like, no, 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 no. I don't like that. But I was I was happy to see that that happened. I was also happy to see that the, um, what's her name? The counselor. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I loved her. Um, oh, my gosh. No, I don't remember her name. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Little disappointed that they didn't bring her to the game. Well, she's in a hotel room watching the game. What the heck? I know. I know. I wish she would have been there, but Lemo. I mean, I get it. She's a sports therapist. She goes from team to team. Like, I get it. It's a I, big game. I, I know. Bring her in. I know. I, I don't disagree with you, but that but doesn't mean she would have been able to. fun to watch her dance on the bed. It was. It was also fun to watch Ted do the, what's the dance? Oh, on? I know. Like he, he the, the running man. Never running man. Yes. 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 <laughs> oh. 
Oh, we will know. miss you, Ted Lasso. Come back to us. Jason Sudeikis, if you're listening, and I know you are. Of course. We love you. Thank you. You're our number one fan. Brett Goldstein, it. I adore you. Yes. Thank you. Yes. I know you're listening right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're wearing a shirt, by the way. I, well, so last week we talked about things we're loving, and I said the shop forward yeah. was one of them, and they have a whole line of Ted Lasso merch, and I had said I bought the t-shirt as we're sitting in the movie theater, and I have it on right now because it got delivered in less than a week. That's amazing. That's amazing. Shopforward.com. The Correct? shop forward. The shop forward.com. Yep. Really like. And all of your purchases go to some sort of charity you can look and see what cause they're they're supporting at that time it's really cool so your shirt says belief next line ted lasso next line roy kent last line my favorite be a goldfish oh my gosh i know let's talk about be a goldfish for just a minute well as an enneagram seven Mm -hmm. i can see how you would love be a goldfish yes forget it and move on what this no forget it what it didn't happen yep. moving on mm-hmm. reframe <laughs> reframe <laughs> be a goldfish <laughs> yes mm-hmm. yeah I love it so much um and his whole thing about being a goldfish is a goldfish mm-hmm. has a five second memory yeah and so what he tells his guys in the game is you got to be a goldfish so if you screwed up on the last play you need to forget it yep like a goldfish and move on yep so yeah so much of the game is that mental math, right? Of just like, I guess yeah. I wouldn't know sports ball. Forward. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I only know that from talking from gym, like with golf, like that's golf is a very mental game. Sports. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like, um, And so you just, you do, you need to forget it, go like, just be in the moment. And yeah. that's how the, you know, that's, that's what champions do. And so, but yeah, you're right. As a seven. Oh, like, of course you like being a goldfish. It's not just sports. <laughs> it's like everything. Like, okay. Yeah. That was unpleasant. I'm going to remember it. <laughs> um, sit with my feelings. Why would I do that? That's stupid. But, but yeah. And so I, as much as I don't really want to do this part of the episode, no, I'd rather, let's just keep, I know, let's just be a goldfish. Um, it's good. And, 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 you know, as, as I was preparing for this episode, I was like, all right, Christine, when is the last time you took time to really sit mm-hmm. with your feelings? Like to just ask yourself, like, what am I feeling right now about this? Yeah. And, um, that's just helpful to do that check-in and to not just like, oh, I'm good. Or, or just roll through it. Or, right. I, I think we would so much rather replace being with doing mm-hmm. right so if I don't have to sit and be with it by going and doing something else mm-hmm. cool I'm gonna go do something yeah because I don't want to sit and be with this yeah I really don't now I will tell you this last week I tried really hard mm-hmm. to let myself feel it and cry when I needed to with Essie passing away mm-hmm. with our dog um I tried really hard not to stuff that Mm -hmm. and just let it happen. And I cried at some really random times, like, like something would something completely unrelated. Right. Oh, I know what it was. I was watching AGT. I was watching America's Got Talent, which I love. And, um, I don't even know which performance it was, but if somebody's artistic ability, performance, artistic ability, I don't connect with actual art all that well, um, is just excellence 
and beyond mm-hmm. that will make me well up me too. every time, every time. Hmm. Um, and so it was one of those moments on AGT where I'm welling up goes to commercial and now I'm bawling. I can't believe Essie's gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> had nothing to do with what, what was there. But what, what I had said to a couple of people this past week, when they were asking me how I was doing, I said, I'm doing fine, but tears are very close to the surface. Mm-hmm. And I think that's interesting because I think so many of us don't allow ourselves to sit and process and actually expel Mm -hmm. the emotion in whatever way that they need to. Mm -hmm. And so all of those things Mm -hmm. are so close to the surface. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why we see things like road rage, things like Karen's things like not Karen Troutman. We love you. It's not you. (laughs) It's the others. Um, Things like, you know, people being rude to other people Mm -hmm. for no reason whatsoever. Mm Um, also incidentally, speaking of being rude to people, the chick from Starbucks, Starbucks, yeah, I have not seen her the last three or four times I've been there. Oh yeah. Cause she would, did not get better. I saw her again after we talked. I don't know if I talked to you about it Yeah, and she was worse. The third time or second time? Third. She was worse. Oh, and Cassie was with me and she was like, what was that? that. I'm like, yeah. What did I tell you? (laughs) I have not seen her. Perhaps it was not a good fit. (laughs) It's not a good fit. No, maybe not work directly with people. People, Right. Um, But anyway, yeah. So I just wonder, like for me, it was sadness and the tears were close to the surface all week. Mm -hmm. Um, They're, they're a little less close right now, but it can still happen. Um, But yeah, it just makes me wonder like what, what is lying close to the surface Mm -hmm. emotionally for you? Right. Like what, what could something completely unrelated Mm -hmm. set you off into? Mm. Is it anger? Is it sadness? Is it, I I don't know, fill it in, fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. But I think we, we walk around with so many emotions so close to the surface because we don't want to express them. We don't want to, um, well, we don't want to feel them because often we're afraid of our own feelings because we're afraid what we're going to find out, mm-hmm. what they're going to tell us, mm-hmm. right? Because feelings are indicators. They're not truth, truth tellers. Tell. They are indicators. Right. So I don't know. What do you think about that? Hmm. Ooh. I think you're right. I think that sometimes it's, sometimes we... So I can speak for myself growing up, like it was not okay to have emotions or share emotions or express emotions. I've said this, you know, a million times, but the message I got was, um, you know, stop crying or I'll give you something to cry about, you know, and so that message clearly is your feelings are invalid. Sure. Right. Um, And then don't have them. So that kind of became a survival mechanism for me and um and feelings are and then I would say so after stuffing them for so many years it's there's a fear of if I feel in in particular hard feelings sad Mm -hmm. feelings um I, I won't, I'm, I'm going to go down. It's like the slippery slope. Right? Yes. I'm going to not be able to come back and up. I'm not yes. coming. There's no coming back. Yeah. 
Um, now, what I have learned over the last few years, especially through EMDR therapy, is I do come back. Mm-hmm. And and we talked about this in the series we just did on resilience and yeah. talked about burnout, right? Like emotions are like a tunnel. There's a start, there's a middle, and there's an end. Yep. And when I take the time to sit with my feelings and process them from start to finish and work them out, gosh, there's such... Um, the fruit is good, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. And so I've learned it's it's like working out a muscle, right? Like I'm, yeah. I'm, I've been working out this muscle of feeling my feelings and working through my feelings and processing my feelings, um, to get them out of my body. Yeah. Um, and, and I like it. I don't, I don't love it. I don't, I love the outcome. Sure. Right. But it's hard because I am such a natural reframer. It was my survival mechanism, right? That's how I literally survived was to reframe everything into, you know, I mean, the gravest of circumstances. I could literally paint a rainbow. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like totally reframe it. And all of a sudden it's this like, I'm poly positive and, you know, there's the silver lining and, and all of the things. And, um, and being positive is one thing, but being, you know, we talked about toxic positivity is so detrimental to your emotional and mental and physical health. Absolutely. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I was trying to think about when you had said when you were little, how feelings were received or not. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to think about how they were received for me. And I don't know. It's, it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard to consider. Um, and, and this is, you know, this is my interpretation of events. Mm. <laughs> like who knows, right. We it's all true. see things through a different, like you can grow up in the same house with somebody and see an incident or a moment or how you were raised in two completely different ways yes. and you were li- born and lived in the same home. Yeah. Just right. My so I don't want to, I'm not, I'm not throwing shade to anybody. This, this is my perspective. My perspective, um, when I look back on it was that my feelings, um, weren't particularly going to be paid attention to because there was too much else happening. Yeah. There was too much other drama. Mm-hmm. And so mine just were kind of like, work it out. Mm-hmm. Now, whether that's true or not, <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. But that's when I think back on it, that's how it felt. Um, and I don't think my dad's a big fan of feelings, to be honest with you. Uh, so there's that. Mm-hmm. But, and so I think I just, you know, y- you learned to reframe. Mm-hmm. I learned to push through. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, we've got this there, but it doesn't matter because it's not going to matter to anybody else. Mm -hmm. So just keep going, Mm -hmm. just move along. And so it's not even like you can brush feelings to the side because you can't, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you might think you can, you can't, you're actually stuffing them every time you do that. And so there's a lot of stuffing. Mm -hmm. Like I can remember a moment I was probably in middle school, um, where I was talking about something and it was, it was a positive feeling, um, something funny that had happened that day and positive feeling. And I was being silly and whatever, which I didn't do often, to be honest. Mm-hmm. 
And I remember it being received with like looks of like, um, okay. And I vividly remember in that moment, the thought in my head was, oh, I will never do that again. Like never be silly. I can remember the table I was sitting at, the food that was in front of me. I remember the moment where my, where my brain said, <laughs> where I told myself, oh, I will never do that again. I will never just share like for funsies about like what I was feeling or, you know, anything like, like, nope, never mind. Wow. Yeah. And this is with peers. No. Oh. No, this is with family. Oh, gotcha. So, and I'm, and here's the thing, like, I'm a parent now. I get it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, oh, yes. I yes. know it was probably nothing mm -hmm. to them, not anything intentional, like not at all. Um, but for me in that moment, that wall went up. That was the message you received. That yeah. was, that was what I interpreted. Yeah. And so um, I think a lot of the guarding mm. of emotions really amped up mm -hmm. there. That's what I was going to ask you because like, I love one of the things I love about the Enneagram is it helps you to dive deeper, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, we take it at surface value, it's cheap and it's short. Um, and it's a meme. Gosh, it's a meme. Yes. Yeah, sarcastic yeah. meme. And I hate that when you go deep, there is some inner child work. Yes. That is so profound and so powerful. So, well, so here's, okay. So, so here's the thing with the Enneagram when it comes to all of this stuff, and it really can help us process why and how we handle our emotions the way that we do. Um, the any the any teachings of the Enneagram believe that we are born with a type. It is nature versus nurture. However, we are born with this type and that type is the filter through which we see the world. And if we've learned anything on this podcast over the last year, it's that our filters, our brains will show us what we want to see. Mm -hmm. And so if we have a filter that says my feelings are not going to be received, our brain is going to look for confirmation of that yes. over and over and over and over. And for each type, it's a different thing. Mm. And so for me and for eights, this is very common. I can't be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. That's the message. Mm -hmm. Can't be vulnerable, whether it's mm -hmm. with happy, with sad, anything in between, can't do it. Mm -hmm. And so whether, whether that was the intention of the people of our, in our lives right. or not, our filter was processing it that way. Mm -hmm. Did that make sense? It makes so much sense. And for a seven, it's uh, like this fear of like, nobody's going to take care of me. Who's going to take care of me. Mm -hmm. And so that fear of nobody's going to take care of me. No, like I've seen, I've seen that in everything. Like I, my brain has looked for all the reasons and, and um, not reasons, but all of the evidence of the fact that nobody's going to take care of me. Yeah. And I've, I'm alone and I've got to take care of myself and everybody else is going to let me down or leave me or all yeah. of that. Um, is that, yeah, it is because when I think about it in terms of an eight, it's, it's just slight shift in perspective. Cause you're, you're as a seven, 
your message was nobody's going to take care of me mm -hmm. as an eight. Mine was I need to take care of my damn self. Yes. I wasn't concerned about the other people. Mm -hmm. And that's very interesting because there are different personalities where, you know, they look at the world and think, how is this going to affect me? Mm -hmm. And then the others look at the world and think, how am I going to affect it? Mm. And that's the biggest difference I hear yeah. between what we're both saying. Yeah. And does that have to do with the triad? That's a great question. I don't know. I'm not sure. So I'm in the head triad and you're in the gut triad. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that particular thought has to do with that. Mm -hmm. Um, and I have to, I have to look and remember where that comes from, but I remember again, because there's so much, there's, there's so, so many, so many you layers, can't but... know everything it's impossible. Yeah. 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 So for sevens, it's, um, it is reframing and it's like saying like, no, 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 I, this isn't, it's not even real. Like I, I think I've, I became a master for so many years of creating a little fantasy mm. world, right? Like yeah. this picture of, I don't know, this like pie in the sky world. And I have to like, if I, if I don't take the time, that's why I love the practice of silence and solitude, mm. because if I don't take the time to just be still yeah, and to sit with my feelings and ask myself the question, what are you feeling? Perfect example, um, is on Thursday, June 8th, it's my dad's birthday mm. and I keep, I keep catching myself going, okay. So I'm going to celebrate. I'm going to have a party. And if you, if we were on video right now, you would see I'm welling up with tears. Mm -hmm. Because it's so much easier to just say, okay, I'm going to celebrate his life. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to go out to dinner with my aunt Jan, who was his life partner for over 20 years. And, um, and we're just going to we're going to have party. fun because that's what he would want and all of those things. But the truth is, and I would say, because yes. two things can be true at the same time. We are going to celebrate his life. And man, I feel so blessed to have been his daughter and have so many incredible memories. And I miss the shit out of him. Yeah. yeah. And I still, like, I really thought after all of this time, which it's not been all of this time, right? For it'll be four years. It was just four years that he passed. And I really, really thought I convinced myself right after, well, as he was battling pancreatic cancer for 18 months, I remember just thinking, okay, when I lose him, time heals all wounds. Like you hear that forever, right? Yeah. I actually think that's bullshit. It's such crap. Yeah. It is such crap. Um, it doesn't. And closure, like that doesn't even exist. It's not even a thing, right? It's just like. So, and it actually hasn't gotten easier. Mm. It's different. Right. It's the pain right. isn't as fresh. Um, but I think after the first couple of years, I, I was numb for a little while. Yeah. Honestly. And. But okay. Do you remember though, oof. during that season where you were numb? Your nervous system was not well. It was on hyper overdrive. Yes. So isn't that interesting? Yes. When we can't feel our feelings, our body will feel them for us. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 
Yes. Yeah. It was coming out in physical ways for sure. And at the same time, I was, I was numb. I was so strong. I just watched the video of, whoo. Give me a second. Okay. I just watched the video of, so my dad died in the VA hospital mm-hmm. in Wilkes-Barre. Steve's a veteran. He was in the Vietnam War. Mm-hmm. And when Uzai in the VA hospital, they come and they do like a military procession with the um, casket, I guess. Okay. Um, so they put an American flag over it and then they walk with um, other veterans. They they basically they're pallbearers, right? Sure. This is like literally hours after he died. They put the flag over the thing and um, we're following behind and um, then they stop and they do the salute and everybody, everything stops in the hospital. It's actually very beautiful. Um but I just watched it for the first time since he died mm. and bawled my eyes. Yeah. It was on Memorial Day. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I remember watching my aunt, his sister, who like, she just posted something the other day about the worst day of my life was the last day of yours Ugh. about my dad on the, on the death of his anniversary last weekend or two weeks ago. And I remember watching her, like just, she's sobbing in this video and I look at my face in the video because my friend Chrissy was recording it and I was like I went over because they say if you know family want to come and just do like less and I went over and I just kind of like touched the box and turned around and walked back and I looked at myself and I was like what the heck mm. because again I was I was in survival. Nobody's sure. going to take care of me. There's no time for me to have feelings right now. I've got a funeral to plan. Yeah. I've got to take care of everybody else is falling apart. Holy shit. Like, yeah, I've got to stay strong, which was my MO for my entire life, being the oldest of three girls and an alcoholic and, abuse, you know, like home and all that. And there I was. And, but I also remember looking at Chrissy and saying, I'm going to need help. I, and I think I said it to you shortly after that, right? Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to need to get into some therapy to yeah. process what has happened over the last few days, which, cause it was pretty traumatic the last couple of days of his life. And, but man, so I'm still four years out recognizing that there are some things that I haven't fully processed sure. yet. And there's a big part of me that's going, and you don't need to, you're fine. Right? All good. Right. Everything's fine. Um, and I don't say that to like be like depressing that it's actually doesn't get easier and time doesn't heal all wounds. I'm just saying like, I'm in a better place. I'm getting there. I'm processing these yeah. things, but it's still really, 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 really hard. Sure. And it takes time. Yeah. Like that, I think that's one of the biggest things too, for me is you can't microwave it. Mm-hmm. It just takes time. Mm -hmm. It takes a long time and we don't like things that take a long time. Right. Right. We really don't. We want to microwave. We do. Let's go. How do we make this faster? What's the shortcut? What's the hack? Give me a hack for this. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's no hack for it. Yep. There's no hack. 
for processing your emotions. Yeah. Yeah. So talk about, I'd love to hear, cause you said something last week, right before we record it, we were just talking about Cassie's graduation and having all the feelings and, um, and like this balance of like, you're sad in some ways because wow, this is the last, mm -hmm. right. And there's a lot of lasts this past year and, but also excited for what's to come. Yeah. Yeah. And then you said something and I wish I could remember what it was. It was almost like, I was like, oh, parents, we all need to hear this. It was like advice. Yeah. I, th I think, and maybe I'll stumble on it, but it might've been this. One of the things that I had noticed, cause you had said like, how are you holding up? And I'm like, I'm actually perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. I'm not. In fact, I don't think I got teary at any of her last stuff. Hmm. Yeah. I really didn't. And I wasn't fighting it. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think if I did, it was very brief. Mm -hmm. Um, but I just, I wasn't feeling that. And I had said to you, like, it's so hard to be sad when I'm so excited for her future. Mm -hmm. Like she's got so much good stuff coming up. Um, so it's, it's hard for me to be sad right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm, I'm happy. Like I was present for all of it. Right. I didn't miss anything. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I don't have any regrets there. And I think what I said that you're thinking of and correct me if I'm wrong. I, I said, I think what I'm noticing is the parents that are so sad about it are the parents who turned their children into their entire world. Mm. And then once those kids leave, mm -hmm. they don't have anything else. Right. And we never did that. Mm -hmm. And we deliberately did not do that mm -hmm. because it would have been really, really easy. Yeah. It would have been really, really easy because when you've made your children, your entire identity, mm -hmm. and then your children go and make their own identity because mm -hmm. hopefully you let them. Yeah. Because sometimes people who make their children their whole identity do not let them get their own. Mm -hmm. And that's painful and, to watch. And they do. Well, yeah. Either they do or they like live in quiet despair, mm -hmm. which is a whole thing. Um, I think when you make that your entire personality and all of a sudden that child's gone and they don't need you anymore in the same ways that you are used to, you are stuck sitting there going, I don't even know who I am now. Yes. And if you're still with your spouse, I would venture to guess if your child's your whole world, um, you don't even know what your relationship with your spouse looks like mm -hmm. without your child there. Mm -hmm. And so I, we were so deliberate about that. Yeah. Like I, somebody, I saw somebody at graduation afterwards and they were talking to me and they were like, how are you guys doing? You're going to have an empty nest this fall. And it was very like, are you okay? Yeah. And I was like, listen. We've been talking about this day mm -hmm. since our first child was born because I can remember, I don't know if it was Alex or Cassie was a baby, either one of them. And us saying, do you realize by the time we're 45, our kids will be out of the house. Mm -hmm. It'll just be us in theory, mm -hmm. but it'll, it'll be us by 45. Yeah. We'll be young enough to do all of the things we want to do. Right. Like we've always thought about that. And it's not that we didn't want our children in and didn't yeah. want to be present for them this whole time and experience all of it. We very much did, right. but we also knew that there was a time coming and tried to keep it in the front of our minds that there's a time coming where they won't 
be there. Right. And that's a good thing. And we had better like each other when we get to that point. Mm-hmm. And so to make sure that we do, we've got to maintain our relationship throughout our child rearing years right? so that we don't get to the end and go, um, so I'm Selena. Nice to meet you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because it, it happens all the time. And so that's true. why you see so many people. And I'm probably grossly overgeneralizing here. Um, but I wonder if that's why you mm-hmm. see so many people married 20, 25 years and out of the blue, they get divorced. Yeah. Absolutely. Because the kids are gone mm-hmm. and it's just the two of them now. Yep. And I don't like the way you chew your food. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's so, so true. I remember Jim and I, when we go, would go out when our kids were younger, we would go on dates and we had a rule. We're not talking about the kids. Mm. That's hard. It's so hard. Yeah. Because, and you have to like be really intentional. Yes. To, because that's what, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 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 It's interesting. Frank and I were just talking yesterday about some of this and and I, one of the things he said to me was, Selena, uh, it's your time now. Mm. It's your time now. I know you've been working toward things, but listen, we just gave the last 20 plus years of our lives to these kids mm-hmm. and I would do it again in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. But now we get to kind of take a back seat to that. Not that we're done. We're not dismissed, no, right? but we're in the back seat now. We're not driving the car of their lives yeah, anymore. That's right. They're driving now. Yeah. Um, and we get to get a back seat ride now and do what we want. Mm, mm-hmm. And so it was just really interesting, you know, having that conversation with him. Like I remember I looked at him and said, okay, so what do we want? Mm. And he was like, I don't know, but let's have fun figuring it out. Yes. You know? And so we were kind of talking about that a little bit, but yeah, it's, it's a very different perspective. And I do, I worry for those parents who turn their children into their entire lives because you're either going to devastate yourself or you're going to stifle them mm-hmm. and they're not going to become the people they were meant to be right because you're holding them to the person you need them to be for you right mm. I love the car analogy when you think about it right like when you kids are really little they're in the back seat yeah car seats yes you're protecting in fact, they them. start facing backwards yes <laughs> yes yeah which yep. I kind of wish we could do with teenagers oh sometimes. my gosh right but then over time, then they're in the front seat and they're driving beside you. And then the flip, right? They get their permit and now they're driving and you're in the passenger seat, just kind of coaching them on. Mm-hmm. And then eventually they're driving on their they're own. They're driving. And now they have their own car. Yep. And now you're driving yep. your own car. Yep. And yeah. And they'll always be able to park back at home. They will. Yep. But yep. it's it's not the same. And it shouldn't be the same. It really shouldn't be. Your relationship so incredibly different. Yes. If your parenting relationship with your child mm-hmm. looks the same at 18 as it did at 11, mm-hmm. you're doing it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't say that judgy. Well, judgy. Right. Like something needs to change. Yeah. There needs to be a shift. Because right? it's not good for either of you. Yeah. I look at myself now. I was just talking to somebody about this yesterday because she's talking to a friend and she's really frustrated um, with her older son and, and he's in his twenties and, you know, and she's just like, ah, you know, seeing him make all these choices and just getting like, 
and they got into it the other day. And I was just like, you know what? I said, I don't know what happened or where the switch was for me, where it was almost as if, and it, detachment is not the word. No. Um, but it's the best word that I have right now for just like, I stopped number one, believing I could control anything. <laughs> right. Right. Like at this point you're in your twenties, you're doing yeah. your thing. And I had to stop thinking that I could, I could parent well, anymore. That there's a formula that if you, as a parent, if you do this, this, and this, it equals a kid that will never disappoint you. That's a load of garbage. Right. It's right. not a thing. Yeah. But even I'm saying like 19, 20, 21, 22, yeah. like doing their own thing, starting their own families, doing all that. Like I am so, and I think, I hope this is true, right? That this is not a blind spot for me, but like, I don't give advice unless you ask yes. for my advice. Yes. I don't, I don't parent you anymore. Yeah. Unless you ask me to parent you. Mm-hmm. But then even then it's like, you're asking a friend who's just been there, done that a little bit wiser, right? Yeah. Like, and so my expectations my like me thinking that I can tell you what to do with your life. Yeah, it's out the window now. No, no, I don't want to do that. I want to. I don't want to tell you how to run your relationship. I don't want to tell you how to raise your kids. Like I really think I am very hands off. Maybe, maybe to a fault. I don't know. Maybe someone say to a fault, but I, I don't see that. It but... feels healthy to me. It well, feels like listen. Yes. Yeah, you're. Even if I see you like making choices that I don't feel are the best, maybe you're parenting in a way that maybe I'm like, and I'm not saying this is true because like, I truly, I'm like so proud of Jason and Liz and the way I've said that before, Mm -hmm. right? The way they've raised my Bella babies. Like I am, you know, um, but I'm not, I, who am I? Like, I don't feel like I have. I don't even think it's healthy for the relationship. I feel like if I tried to interfere and tell you what you should be doing or how you should be doing it, like I'm just going to create a wedge. Absolutely. In that relationship. That's exactly what I was thinking. You're probably going to go the opposite yeah. direction, Yeah, which is no good for anybody. And so it's, I like, yeah, I like the relationship I have with my, with my kiddos. Yeah. Our, our goal is to be parents that our kids want to be around as adults. Oh, I love that. That's our goal. Mm-hmm. We we want them to want to hang out with us as adults. Yep. Um, and that doesn't mean, you know, being the cool mom. No, right. Uh, that's not what that means. Um, but it, it does mean although we are kind of allowing well, totally, but that's beside the point. <laughs> it it means allowing autonomy where autonomy is needed. Yeah. 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 And not holding so tightly. They can't come back to you if you're holding so tightly. It's so, so true. Yeah. Can I brag a minute? Yeah. I woke up to this text this morning. Okay. I'm ready. It's, it was Jimmy. Mm-hmm. And he just said, thanks for being the best mom ever. I love you. Your kids are amazing with that. Out of nowhere. Like that is so sweet. Out of nowhere. Oh I looked at him and I looked at him at the wedding. He come, he came into the wedding. Jim and him came a little bit late because they had to close the bagel bar and so Kate and I were there a little early and Jimmy comes walking in and I looked at him. He looked so cute. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, he looked like a model. It looked like he stepped out of a magazine. And I was like, you are, tr- I'm pretty convinced you are the cutest guy in this entire place. <laughs> and he just looked, he's like, what did you say that? I was like, I don't know. I'm just telling you, like, you are freaking adorable. And he looked at me and he goes, and Kate said, I think it was Kate said something about like, 
Oh gosh, I can't even remember. But he said something about the best mom. I'm pretty sure you're the best mom. Mm. Kate yeah. said, I'm pretty sure you're the best mom in this place. And Jimmy goes, oh, there is no doubt about that. I love you. Oh my goodness. Your boys are so affectionate with you. It's so sweet. Love it so, so much. It's so sweet. I love it. I'm glad you shared that because I think that is really, it's something to think about for sure, regardless of where your kids are. And if you have kids, right? Like, yeah, where they are littles or teenagers or just graduated or grown adults, like it's just a good thing to kind of, again, sit, like sit with that feeling, right? Like, okay, how's your relationship with your kiddos? Yeah. What do you want it to look like? What do you need to do? What needs to change? Right. What needs to change? What do you need to do for your kids to want to be around you? And I think, you know, the same general outline can be applied to feelings in general. You know, when you feel something coming up, Mm -hmm. stop for a minute and go, okay, wait, what is it I'm actually feeling? Because oftentimes we label it incorrectly Mm -hmm. and it's important to get granular. Yes, it really is. It's important to say, well, I'm mad. Okay, cool. So which kind of mad, right? Um, So, because that's going to give you the best indication of how you can or need to move forward. Yeah. So like, if we look at the, the wheel, like, am I feeling enraged? Am I feeling furious? Am I feeling violated? Or am I feeling resentful? Mm-hmm. Like there's so many different shades to all of this. Yeah. And I think it's really important that we can name it because if we can name it, then we can heal it. Right. And we can move through it and move forward. Yeah. We don't get stuck in it. We, that doesn't, it doesn't become our identity. Right. Well, and you start, you know, if you don't, if you don't name it, you know, you might, you might be feeling depressed, mm-hmm. but you think you're just disappointed. Well, you're, you're healing the wrong problem. Yeah. You're working on the wrong problem. Yeah. And so sitting with it and naming it is a really important part of the process, I think, to moving through it and giving, okay, what attention does this need? Right. What is this telling me? Where is this emotion drawing me? Mm-hmm. Now, what do I need to do? Yeah. I love it. I, you, you say it all the time. Feelings are they're great indicators, but they are not truth tellers. Exactly. And so they indicate it's like the check engine light on your car. Right. Right. Something's happening. Something, something is, and it's not even necessarily bad or good because all emotions are part of the human experience. They're just emotions, just emotions. But when you're able to name the emotions, and that's why I love the feelings wheel Mm -hmm. so much. If you're not familiar with the feelings wheel, Google it and find one and print it out and put it somewhere. Because naming feelings is so empowering. Yes. Again, it is a way for you to not, again, it's that I'm depressed. Yeah. No, 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 no. The check engine light is on. You're feeling something. What What is is it it that you're feeling? Pull it out of you. Look at it. I see you. I am not you. I see you. And okay, where is this coming from? Sometimes it's so good. I have found it to be so helpful to ask myself, when is the first time I felt that feeling? Mm, Yep. Go all the way back to the very first time you felt that. What was happening? What was what was the scenario? Because that helps you when that feeling comes up again. It's like, oh right, it's a trigger. Yeah. Whatever scenario, whatever situation I was just in triggered that feeling in me. 
because that happened when I was five years old or seven years old or 10 years old, that conversation at the table where you said, all right, not going to be vulnerable ever again. Yep. And that led to a pattern of like a lack of of vulnerability, absolutely not being able to be vulnerable or just being vulnerable with the 1%, as you say, you know? And so, um, that helps so, so much be able to move forward and move through that tunnel of emotion from start to finish. So it doesn't get stored in your body. So you don't get stuck. So you don't get sick. Yeah. 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 It's good stuff. It's good stuff. We did it. We talked about our feelings. We talked about our feelings. That was hard. Okay. I don't like them. I still don't like them. We can talk about them. I still don't like them. I could do without them. Yep. 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 All right, friends. We are done for today, but we will see you next week. See you next week. Live your freaking life.